Hello, it's me. Rachel Richards first started learning about finances at the age of 11 when she read a book called The Motley Fool Investment Guide for Teens, Eight Steps to Having More Than Your Parents Ever Dreamed Of. Three years later, she graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Financial Economics with zero student debt and started working as a licensed financial advisor at a large corporation. Now she's an avid investor, a business owner, and a personal finance geek who is constantly asked for personal financial advice. Badass budgeting. Start with budgeting to find out your golden number. 1. Go get some paper. 2. Write down your after-tax monthly income at the top of the paper. 3. Then list all of your monthly expenses, the category and the amount per month. Write down estimates when you don't have exact numbers. 4. Total up all of your expenses. 5. Subtract your total monthly expenses from your total monthly income to calculate what you have left over each month. This number is very crucial. We'll call it your golden number. Then start tracking these expenses over the next month. An online app called Mint may help you in that. Eventually, you'll notice that you are spending more in each category than you think. For starters, make sure your golden number is positive and work on making it larger. Your savings goal should be to save as much as humanly possible. See if you can double your current golden number within the next six months. Next, make a budget goal. Find a way to save in each and every category, even if it's only a few dollars. You can also work backward. Define your desired monthly expenses and look for ways to get there. Savings. You have two financial goals. One, increase your assets, items that add to your net worth, cash, the value of your house, savings accounts, etc. Two, reduce your liabilities, items that subtract from your net worth, loans, credit card debt, money that you owe, etc. Assets, liabilities equals net worth track your net worth via a balance sheet each month. To increase your assets, put money in a savings vehicle that offers you continuously compounded interest. This is when the interest you are earning is regularly added to the principal amount of a deposit so that you could earn interest on your interest. Put your savings into four different buckets sorted by their liquidity ease of accessing the money. Bucket number one, emergency savings should hold at least $1,000 and be easily accessible. Your checking account or even your sock drawer will work fine. Interest rates are not important. Fill this bucket first. Bucket number two, medium term savings, one year or less start filling it up after bucket number one is filled and you have started filling up bucket number four regularly. It must contain enough money to hold you over for three to six months should you lose your job. It can also be used for whatever you are saving for within the next 12 months. You don't need it for both reasons, only for whichever is greater. Bucket number two, medium term savings, one year or less start filling it up after bucket number one is filled and you have started filling up bucket number four regularly. It must contain enough money to hold you over for three to six months should you lose your job. It can also be used for whatever you are saving for within the next 12 months. You don't need it for both reasons, only for whichever is greater. The author recommends keeping this money in a high-yield savings account rather than investing it in the stock market to be able to withdraw it within a few business days. Bucket number three, long-term savings, greater than one year but before retirement fill this bucket once bucket number two is full. Use it for weddings, honeymoons, or buying a house. Richards recommends investing bucket number three in the stock market, where it will likely grow a lot more than in a savings account. Bucket number four, retirement savings. This is the second most important bucket because if you don't start saving for retirement right now, you won't be able to retire. 
This money should be kept in an IRA, 401k, or another retirement account. Do not contribute to this bucket unless you know without a doubt that you will not need that money until you retire. This bucket will require a lot more cash than the other buckets, so you'll be contributing to this regularly for the rest of your life. Now write down the amounts of money you want to save for each bucket. Note, deciding on the amount of money for bucket number 4 will probably require some online research and calculations. There is no good debt, only tolerable debt. When you buy something like an engagement ring or a painting, you cannot be sure if it will appreciate in value. Richards recommends not purchasing any asset in the hopes or expectation that it will appreciate. Do your homework before going into debt for any investment. Long story short, almost all debt is bad debt. Credit score. You want to have good credit to get lower insurance rate, gain employment. Many employers run credit checks on potential employees and protect yourself against fraud and identity theft. It also helps with renting if you need it. To build credit, open a credit card, preferably with a low credit limit. The author checks her credit scores using Free Credit Karma website a couple of times every week because of possible identity theft. It's a preventative measure, like getting your teeth cleaned. Credit scores range from 300 to 850. Your goal is to get it as close to 850 as possible. Student debt. Pre-college pursue your passions like getting a college degree on the side. If you can make a living pursuing your passion, then by all means, don't let this book stop you. But if you can't, then you must make a living first, and only then pursue your passions. Post-college student loan payments are unavoidable. If you want to combine all your loans into one principal and have a single monthly payment instead of multiple payments, use the private consolidation way. Its primary benefit, you could qualify for a lower interest rate. If you go this route, check out Sophie, Ernest, DRB, and Citizens Bank. Parenthood, saving for your child's college education. Consider the 529 plan. The key is to start early to give the money time to grow. Its only drawback is that if your child decides not to go to college at the age of 18, you may have to change the designated beneficiary to another member of the family. Otherwise, there will be tax consequences or penalties to withdrawing the money instead of spending them on college. Credit cards. Only use a credit card if you pay the balance in full every month. This is how you avoid their exorbitant interest rates. Never count on future income. If used wisely, credit cards can be a lovely tool because most of them offer perks, gift cards, rewards, including cash back rewards, and promotions. Debts. Your goal is to lower your liabilities by paying off debt, not taking on new types of debt. Home mortgage. If you can afford the higher payment, the author urges you to consider a shorter term mortgage because not only will you pay way less in interest when all is said and done, but you will also build equity in your home a lot faster. Amortization. It is a fancy term for the repayment schedule of a loan. Your mortgage payment equals dollar hit ton of interest plus tiny dab of principal, at least at first. This amortization BS applies to every mortgage. There is no way around it. Five-year rule. Don't buy a house unless you plan on staying there for at least five years. Because of amortization, you won't pay off much of your principal balance in the first few years. So when you go to sell it, you might break even or lose money after paying realtor commissions and fees. Down payment. The standard down payment requirement for a house is 20%. But there are ways around it, such as with a VA loan for veterans or private mortgage insurance. Always look for loopholes.
Other types of loans, a. Home equity loans aka second mortgages. If you need it, go for HELOC home equity line of credit as it will give you more flexibility. b. Personal loans. Some people take it out at a lower interest rate to pay off credit cards. c. Small business loans. A type of loan granted to an entrepreneur. d. Payday loans. Short-term, high-interest loans bridging the gap from one paycheck to the next. The worst type of debt. Never use this. e. You can also borrow money from your retirement account or life insurance. But don't. Stocks and bonds. The stock market is a place where people can buy and sell i.e. trade stocks and bonds. Stocks are units of ownership in companies. Stocks give you higher returns but are also riskier. They also offer limited potential losses while having unlimited potential gains. Bonds are IOUs with you as the lender. They are less volatile than stocks and thus offer lower returns. If you are close to retirement, don't put all your eggs in stock. However, for the vast majority of you millennial readers, time is on your side, and stocks yield a higher return than their safer counterpart. Mutual funds and index funds Mutual funds are pools of multiple stocks chosen by a professional. Research shows that the number of active mutual funds outperforming the market on a consistent basis is zero. For this reason, the author is firmly anti-mutual funds. Index funds own hundreds of stocks, but their portfolios are set up to automatically match the components of a market index such as the S&P 500. So there is no active management. Basically, an index fund is a list of investments. Exchange-traded funds are a subset of index funds. They are passively managed like index funds, typically more convenient to trade, and often cost even less than an index fund, with some expense ratios as low as 0.03%. The author recommends ETFs over regular index funds. Four golden rules for investing. Don't sell when the market is down. Because the stock market has only trended upwards in the long run. Don't buy when the market is up. Buy when the market is crashing or has crashed, and sell when the market is soaring. But now is better than never or later. If you are ready to invest, don't hold off because it's not a recession. Hold your investment for at least one year and ideally more like 5, 10, or 20 years to avoid paying higher taxes. Also, the longer you hold on to an investment, the more likely you are to win. Don't be a control freak. Investing should be low stress. Looking at your portfolio twice a year is enough. Market capitalization is a quick way to calculate the value of a company that is trading on the stock market. It's calculated by multiplying the total number of shares by the current share price. Large cap, over $10 billion. Mid cap, $2 to $10 billion. Small cap, less than $2 billion. The lower the market cap size, the higher the growth potential and risk. The higher the risk, the greater the reward. Domestic funds comprise only companies in the United States. Global funds comprise stocks and bonds all over the world, including the country you live in. International funds invest in stock and bonds from all countries except for the one you live in. The Art of Investing The proportion the author uses and would recommend for anyone 35 and younger is 25% domestic small-cap stock e.g. IJR 25% domestic mid-cap stock e.g. VOTE 25% domestic large-cap stock e.g. VV 25% global or international stock blend e.g. VEA. 
For those of you between ages 35 and 45, the following portfolio might make more sense. 15% domestic small cap stock, 20% domestic mid cap stock, 35% domestic large cap stock, 10% domestic bonds, 20% global or international stock blend. For those nearing retirement who want an even safer portfolio, you could adjust yours to hold less small cap, more large cap, and more bonds, or begin to sell off stocks and hold the funds in cash. Richard's requirements for her portfolio are to pick certain market caps with certain geographies and to keep the expense ratio below 0.2%. Her portfolio is heavily invested in Vanguard and iShares funds, and Vanguard wins on the lowest expense ratio nearly every time. Alternative investing is riskier than the stock market. Do your research and don't invest what you can't afford to lose. How to make your first trade 1. Open an account with a discount broker. Examples, Scott Trade, TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab, Vanguard, and Fidelity. Take advantage of promotional offers if there are any. 2. Make a trade. 1. Select the market order type. It means the stock will be bought, sold at the best available price at the moment you click place order. Don't over-allocate your money, it's better to have a little leftover as cash. 2. If you see time in force, it indicates how long the order will remain active before it is executed or expires. Stick to day, it should be a default option. Retirement, a new definition. The author defines retirement as the moment at which your passive income covers your expenses. To learn how to generate passive income streams, please read M.J. DeMarco's book, The Millionaire Fastlane. If you go for 401k, here's what you need to know. Many employers make matching or partial contributions, which is free money, make use of it as much as possible. Other employer-sponsored plans 403 B, 457 are available for special categories of employees. Note, you own your 401k and all the contributions you make to it, but that's not always the case for employer contributions. Speak to your company's HR about it. If you leave your employer, you will retain access and ownership of your 401k and can leave it as is, but your better option is to roll it over into an IRA individual retirement arrangement. IRA is a type of account, not a type of investment as many often think. Almost all retirement accounts offer tax benefits. The tax benefit depends on whether your account is a traditional or Roth account. Do your research to pick the one that fits your financial situation best. Taxes don't have to be taxing. Your taxable income, deductions equals adjusted gross income. Apply your tax brackets to it to determine your gross tax liability. Subtract tax credits, and you'll get your final tax liability. Compare this amount with how much you withheld the previous year to see if you'll get a refund or if you'll owe. If your refund is large, consider adjusting your withholdings so that you do not continue to loan your money to the government interest-free. If you're an employee, use a Form W-4 to control how much your employer withholds from your paycheck. The withholding calculator from the IRS may be useful. If you are self-employed, nothing is automatically withheld from your paycheck, so you will have to impose your own withholding systems. Be insured. If you have no dependents, you do not need life insurance. If people are dependent on you financially, your life insurance means that they are provided for, no matter what happens to you. Term life insurance, i.e. it provides financial protection only for a specific period of time, is better than whole life insurance because it is less expensive and usually more relevant. For instance, once your kids are grown up and are no longer financially dependent on you, you won't need life insurance. 
Long-term disability insurance is sometimes more important than life insurance because getting, say, paralyzed not only causes your family to lose your stream of income but also makes you a financial burden. The Money Honey Plan, 7 Simple Steps to Financial Freedom. Step 1. Know your current story. You must know where you stand financially today. Step 2. Brainstorm your financial goals, savings, buckets, other goals. Step 3. Grow your golden number. Brainstorm and implement at least five ways. Note, these three steps can be completed in one day. Don't wait any longer, get started right now. Step 4. Fill up bucket number 1. Side note, you should refill bucket number 1 ASAP if you ever use from it or deplete it. Step 5. Determine your minimum contribution to bucket number 4. From now on, you will contribute regularly to your retirement account. Step 6. Prioritize and achieve your goals. Focus on the highest interest rate things in your life, but don't forget about filling up your buckets. Side note, paying off your mortgage should be your last goal as it is the only tolerable debt your house usually appreciates in value, and you are also building up equity over time. Step 7. Do an annual review. Write down your current financials and goals. Think of new ways to grow your golden number. Re-evaluate your monthly contribution to bucket number 4. Make sure your bucket number 1 is still full. Reprioritize the rest of your goals. Also, update your balance sheet every month for extra motivation. Get started now, what to expect. You will inevitably get discouraged along the way, but becoming a financial wizard takes time. Don't be too hard on yourself. Take breaks, then recommit and refocus the next month. You may feel deprived, but you are strong enough to delay instant gratification for something much more important, your financial freedom. You will sometimes feel left out, but there's no other way around it. It's a sacrifice. Keys to success Write down your goals. Think of your why. Look at it every day. Allow it to instill purpose and determination in you. Share your goal. Research shows that sharing your goal with others adds an accountability factor and makes you more likely to succeed in achieving your goal. Keep emphasizing your goals. After enough reinforcement, your lifestyle will eventually sink into your friends' and colleagues' brains, and they will proactively begin inviting you to things that they know will work for you. Find an accountability buddy. This person should be close enough to you that they'll give you some tough love every now and then. This person should be working toward a concrete goal for themselves. It's best if their goal is also money-related, but that's not a requirement. Reward yourself on occasion for progress made. Don't treat yourself every day. Reserve it for when you are feeling discouraged and want to acknowledge your hard work or when you've crossed another financial goal off your list. Dear Rachel Advice Column, don't buy things you can't afford. If you can't pay cash for it, you can't afford it. Give every dollar in your bank account a job. Don't use credit cards as gift cards. Automatic deposits from your paycheck make saving so much easier. Max out the employer match to your 401k, live below your means. Save first, and spend what's left. Disclaimer the use of or reliance on the contents of this book is done solely at your own risk. Conclusion Managing your finances is easy once you start paying enough attention to it. Different tools can help you simplify this task even more, not mentioning all the automatization tricks that will help you save money for the things you want effortlessly. Try this, start writing down your every expense. You'll notice that you are spending much more money than you assumed. That will help you get motivated to save more and continue diving deeper into finance management. Then, find out your golden number. And after you go through all the seven steps, you'll feel much more financially independent than you are now.